Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Stephen Greer and fake disclosure. That's correct, Stephen Greer and fake disclosure. Now, Stephen Greer was on the Alex Jones show, I believe it was yesterday, uh, he's been promoting a webinar he has coming up, and he's been doing various uh, interviews. He did an interview with Alex, which I thought was really good, actually, and I thought Alex did a good job on it. Uh, I have a link to that interview on News Wars. Uh, just go to the website, ufowarning.com, ufowarning.com, and you can link to that interview. You can also link to uh, a, a video there of Dr. Greer talking about uh, his uh, documentary, uh, Close Encounters, I think it's called, of the fifth kind. And uh, there's some other articles uh, re- talking about the subject matter that he brought up. Now, I just want to go over a couple of the things that he talked about in the interview. And then also uh, take a look at an article uh, surrounding this notion of fake disclosure or controlled narratives, as we call it sometimes. And just look at the two different uh, viewpoints kind of on this about what's actually going on with all these recent revelations. Now, the, the uh, interview that uh, was on News Wars there, and I would highly recommend that you go there and watch it because it's really fascinating and I couldn't possibly do it justice trying to recreate it here. But some really important things were brought up in my opinion. Now, you know, you may or may not agree with uh, Greer. Some of the stuff he says does kind of seem to make sense. Some of the stuff I'm not real sure about, but there were some uh, really, uh, he made, he said some big things that I think bear repeating. Now, to begin with, in the interview, um, they talk a little bit about this notion, and he explicitly states that he believes that we're dealing with uh, three different things here. Uh, ec- extraterrestrials, which he describes as biological beings, um, actual physical uh, entities from other planets. So he doesn't really get into how they got here, uh, how they could cover that much space, you know, uh, what, kind of, what, what kind of technology they're dealing with. But in his opinion, they uh, exist extraterrestrials, ETs, and that he says that they are universally peaceful. And his uh, his idea, or his, I guess you could say, uh, his reasoning for this is that, you know, they are at such a high uh, technological level that if they weren't peaceful, um, they would have turned each other and us into, you know, bits of charcoal by now. And so it seems to be his opinion that uh, these advanced societies are elevated to the point where not only do they have all this super high technology, but they have... Uh, just more or less uh, reached uh, the conclusion that that there's no gain in warfare and that there's plenty of stuff to go around. So he believes strongly that these uh, ETs are trying to make contact with us and that they can be that they can be contacted. And we'll get into that in just a bit. He also believes, as he expressed on the program, that there are uh, entities known as uh, interdimensional beings. 
And whether these things are angels or demons or monsters or whatever, he seems to be open to all of that. But he doesn't seem to be too concerned about that situation. He, he, he says to Alex that, well, it's just a small number of people that are involved in this sort of stuff. And he seems to be really focused on uh, the subject of ETs. Now, he does explain that some of these uh, encounters uh, could involve these uh, interdimensional uh, entities, but he seems to think that what's actually going on with a lot of the encounters that we've seen recently, and he includes in this mutilations and abductions, are actually what he calls stagecraft, or uh, possibly uh, UFO vehicles that have been salvaged by the U.S. government or whatever whatever governmental power, and then repurposed to where we're operating them. He talks about the United States having uh, anti-gravity craft. And so I thought that was interesting that right off the bat, he establishes that he believes there's three separate phenomena going on. ET, which are all good and peaceful. Interdimensional, which seem to be predominantly uh, not peaceful, not good, and he describes them as monsters. And then uh, the other big player that he describes is uh, the false flag stuff, the stagecraft stuff, the stuff that we are, uh, that our own government is putting out there that is actually recovered, uh, maybe reverse engineer stuff like, like Bob Lazar talks about, and they're passing it off as ET or ID. And they're doing that, according to Greer, as a false flag attempt. They want to form a narrative that we're under threat. Now, he goes on and um, he talks about each of these three things in depth. They got a lot of information in there in this 45-minute interview. I was really surprised. As far as uh, the interdimensional stuff, while he covered that the least, he did say some things that I thought were interesting. He claimed that, um, I believe it was a lab called The Cube. Uh, you could listen to the interview and double-check me on this, but I think it was in somewhere in California or in the Southwest. He talks about a lab, uh, clear back in, like in the 90s that he knew of, I believe, where they had hooked uh, human subjects up to some type of machine interface. And they were able to basically channel these uh, interdimensional entities into the room where the human subjects were actually plugged into all this equipment. And that those entities, that they showed up in the room, just like something out of a sci-fi movie, he said, and they're walking around the room in 3D form. And he described them as being monsters. Now, that's some scary stuff, but it kind of reminds us a little bit of some of the stuff that was happening, maybe that was reportedly happening, you know, down in Dolos and these deep underground uh, bases and stuff. And so I I think that's something that maybe, you know, uh, that we've talked about before on the podcast is just what's going on here with, and what is this obsession with uh, actors in our own government trying to contact these interdimensional beings which seem to be uh, overwhelmingly a, a negative force, whether it's the clockwork elves they talk about when people are using DMT, or whether it's some of these, you know, the skinwalkers that we hear about in Native American legends, uh, all throughout human history. You know, we uh, have been told about these interdimensional beings, and most of the time it seems to be uh, a negative situation. And it's also curious as to why so many oftentimes when people meet, meet these, these, these IDs, that um, they're concerned about the notion of Christianity or the worship of Jesus. Well, why would they even care? You know. So 
very strange, weird stuff there. And it seems like out of the three different phenomena, ETs, uh, interdimensionals, and then our own false flag UFO stuff, that these interdimensionals would seem to me to be the most dangerous, the most concerning, the most... Um, the least thing that you'd want to be involved with. Now, he also talks about um, a little bit about the reverse engineering. His idea, Greer's idea on this is, is that since the 1950s, that basically the deep state has decided that it would be uh, in the furtherance of their own power. Because like he points out, uh, he says, you know, I'm a medical doctor. These guys are high-functioning sociopaths. I, I agree with that. I agree that a lot of the people in government that are making these decisions are actually high-functioning sociopaths. I have a little bit of a degree in, 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 and a background in psychology. And you do see that with people that uh, maybe they're not psychotic, but they are neurotic. Okay, so they're, they have a mental illness to the point that uh, although they can still function, it causes problems in their daily life and their relationships, how they act with other people. And I firmly believe that a lot of these people, because we know that you know maybe up to even 10% of the population has strong um, sociopathic tendencies. And, just, and a lot of this can be related to uh, the frontal lobe development, and a lot of anatomical stuff. And it, what, it, what it results in is an individual with a personality profile uh, that needs risk because uh, they have a hard time achieving excitement or uh, any kind of sense of fulfillment or, or whatever in their life. So they take big risk. They, have, they uh, are not good at estimating risk. In fact, that's how most of these people that end up that are sociopathic that that are that begin to engage in criminal behavior get caught. It's because they just continue to take risk. Um, same thing in, in life. They they do things and they you know as they say uh, you do stupid things you get stupid prizes. So you see this sociopathic uh, personality traits come through so often in our in, in a lot of our our, elect, our elected officials. Quite frankly, a lot of them kind of have this god complex thing going on where they think that they are the supreme power. They're here to save us. Uh, really, you know, delusions of grandeur, not being able to set back and see where they fit into the puzzle. And so for that type of personality, if they begin to perceive that uh, these ETs are real and they happen to come across a, a wrecked ET craft or came across some knowledge that these things had transferred to us somehow, uh, they wouldn't be interested in sharing it with us. They would be interested in exploiting it uh, to their own good. And Greer talks a little bit about how these deep state actors, it's got to the point where it's generational. And I think we can see this. I mean, we have kids and grandkids and great-grandkids that they're going back four or five generations now where not only have they controlled the economic levers of the country, I mean, fabulously wealthy parents, like the Mellon Banking family he gets into, but you're seeing generational people being, you know, brought up through the deep state apparatus where the people and their kids and grandkids going through um, these government intelligence uh, operations, where they really have control over the economic engine of the country and they have control over the information that gets out to the rest of us. So that's the motive. The motive is to maintain that power. And a sociopathic personality type, two of the things that they, that they crave 
or power and control. And I think a lot of that goes back to these people. Sometimes a person who is not in good mental health, um, they, they have this bit of a chaotic situation going on in their own head. And in order to try to remedy that, instead of seeking out professional help and getting some medicine, because, you know, the medicine can help. Instead of doing that, they seek out ways to externalize that lack of self-control. Externalize that chaotic feeling that they have between your ears. And so that's not a good way to handle that. Um, some of them, you know, are maybe see themselves as trying to channel that energy uh, into something positive, like making change through the government or whatever. But so oftentimes what it happens is they get into these positions of, of authority and they use that authority to try to control the rest of us. And we saw this with this whole COVID nonsense. Instead of telling people, go ahead and take the precautions that you feel as an individual you need to do to keep yourself healthy, all we saw was this constant craziness and talk about, you know, I hate to say it, but Trump's going to save the world. He was not approaching the problem from a quantitative standpoint. It's all qualitative. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then the individual rights were just trampled. And uh, the sociopath will use any uh, crisis to do that. They're going to use any crisis to gain self-control. You know, it's kind of the, uh, um, what's the Hegelian dialect or whatever. Uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. You know, uh, order out of chaos. And so this is what Greer's bringing forward with this notion of the UFO false disclosure. Now, along those lines of this UFO false disclosure, he did bring up a couple points that I thought were, I was kind of surprised, actually. I mean, he came right out and called Louis Elizondo a disinformation agent. Yeah, Louis from, you know, Tom DeLonge and the Academy and all those guys. Yeah, he called him a disinformation agent. He said the same thing about, uh, was it Christopher Mellon, the other guy who's like a great-grandson of the Mellon banking guy. And he also pointed out, uh, he was, he, he uh, as far as Mellon goes, that that was the guy that says, I believe he he said that he was given uh, those uh, the Tic Tac video and the other two Navy videos in a parking lot at the Pentagon, and they released those videos to what the New York Times or whatever who released them to Tom DeLong's group. And we had this whole sketchy thing where these UFO videos were released to the public, and then they were allowed to profit off them, basically. Well. Greer says that that Mellon family, that he got to know uh, what's the Senator Warren's, I don't know, kid or grandkid or something, and he just, he was a uh, descendant from the Mellon family, and he flat out said that his family was fascist. So who knows, and that they had connections to the Nazis somehow, and Uncle did or something with the, uh, with the, their UFO attack. So I, <laughs> I was like, wow, I can't believe he just said that. But it's all in the interview. He talks about how it's basically this this deep state apparatus trying to maintain control and and really trying to just uh, be the gatekeeper to anything that's possible UFO disclosure. Now, he says, he point, according to Greer, he believes that all these videos that were taken... Uh, in and around uh, the Navy ships and stuff, or military bases or whatever, he points out that when these things are finally released to us, that the narrative has been spun to say that they are a threat to us. And like he says, he said, well, really, if they are ET, 
and they got here from wherever they're at, that's enough technology right there that if they wanted to do something to us, they could have turned this whole planet Earth into a cinder pile by now. That's And that does make sense. According to Greer, all these videos that have been released and leaked by Louie and the Mellon guy and Tom DeLong's bunch and now this recent bunch with George Knapp and uh, I can't think of the fellow, the young guy that did the video for uh, the, the, the implant movie, Patient 17. He says these are all just uh, videos of our, of basically stagecraft. These are, these are videos uh, of craft that we have, uh, we've accommodated, we've built them, or they're our own stuff. And according to Greer, we already have anti-gravity stuff. The reason that we haven't used that stuff to wipe out the Russians, the Chinese, or whatever is because the people in the, that run the deep state, they're interested in using endless wars as a, a way to maintain control. So if we had, if we suddenly came forward and said, well, uh, we're no longer stoppable, nobody can beat us, it, it would just make the game too easy. Suddenly then there would be no way to exploit the population through the funding of all these wars. So the reason that they're keeping this technology secret, even from the own military, is because it's in their best interest. It's literally a scientific uh, monopoly dictatorship quite type thing. Another thing he pointed out was with the whole COVID crisis, quote unquote, that there was a lot of things he said that were being done that weren't being done for health purposes. It was just basically a rehearsal or a dry run on how to maintain control over a population under the auspices of a UFO invasion. And he thinks that in the near future that that is the intention of the deep state is to stage a UFO invasion. And he said it will be a false flag totally that the actual ETs want nothing to do with us as far as invading Earth, that they want communication. And he's, his belief is, is that the deep state will use some type of false UFO invasion as a way just to maintain and exercise more power and more control over the population. And, you know, I could see that because I can see what's happened with all this crazy COVID stuff. You know, stay in your house. Don't go to church. You can go to the liquor store. You can't go here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, just the nonsense that was involved and how easily so many stupid people went along with it. And people just instantly want to get, give up their rights. I mean, basically, we shut the whole country down for a disease that killed mostly people in their 80s, mostly people that were already sick. And the, the numbers just kept not adding up. And the amount of fraud that was injected into the conversation is its beyond anything I can understand. So after seeing what happened with that, uh, I, don't, I don't see that a UFO uh, false disclosure thing could not be there. And the way that they're handling all this UFO disclosure stuff right now, it, I, I'm seeing a complete lack of transparency. And when he says someone like Louis Elizondo or this Christopher Mellon are disinformation agents, well, I mean, I have to listen to that because are the information agents? I mean, everything they did, the way they handled the, uh, the release of the information that we got was not transparent. It was like, you know, they set themselves up as uh, the overlords. Uh, we were just the little slaves set there to be spoon-fed this stuff. 
So I thought the interview with Alex was very powerful, and there was quite a few other things he covered, but that's the main thing that he covered, and that's the main takeaway I got of it, how he sees these three um, different phenomena breaking down between the ETs, the interdimensionals, and then our own stagecraft, our own false flag UFO stuff that's being put out there to represent an actual... UFO phenomena, even though it's not. Now, I did want to take a look, or you can go to the website actually and see. Um, I found this article on collective-evolution.com, and it says, Is mainstream UFO disclosure a psyop for a false flag alien invasion? I doubt it. And then he goes on, he says, uh, The facts... Mainstream UFO disclosure is taking off, and the subject is no longer taboo. There is a common narrative in the field suggesting that because mainstream media is presenting the topic the way they are now, the way they are, the way they now are, the phenomena represents nothing but lies. Well, I would address that, and, and by mainstream media, then I'm assuming that this author is talking about uh, papers like the New York Times. And what I have to ask him, do you think that it's ethical and transparent to receive videos taken on board a Navy ship, to receive those from an anonymous source, a person that you happen to know is a former intelligence, maybe a current intelligence officer, and then release those to a for-profit UFO company? Is that the way that a media person should handle themselves? Wouldn't it be a lot better if, even though, if you had to protect your sources, to release that information to the public on your own newspaper website? So see, this is why when I read an article where they start to poo-poo the public's last lack of trust of mainstream media. Well, the mainstream media has not earned our trust. They've been caught lying repeatedly for years. And when they do things like accept uh, clandestine material that's been leaked from a government agency uh, to a, an anonymous source, and then instead of publishing that, they release it to a for-profit company. That's not trustworthy. That's not transparent. I don't have any trust in that. I, I don't trust the New York Times. I don't trust a word they say. If that's how they handle their business, I, I, I can't. I, I can't go along with that. I can't call that ethical. It says, does mainstream media cover real events and attempt to manipulate the perception of the masses regarding such events? Are these powerful groups of people out there who want to control the narrative when it comes to the topic of UFOs? Well, if the, if the New York Times didn't want to control the narrative, why did they release those videos to Tom DeLonge? Why didn't they just go ahead and release those videos online to the public? I mean... I think when Dr. Stephen Greer says that Louis Elizondo is a disinformation agent, that he has a reason for saying that. I'm sorry, but that, that situation was not handled correctly, in my opinion. I don't see, I don't see Dr. Greer releasing stuff to, to mainstream media, only to have it secretly released, secretly released back to himself or some other party that's connected to him. It says, uh, is mainstream UFO disclosure deception? Well, what they did was deceptive, yes. 100% deceptive. They took, they took 
a piece of property that they didn't even know, I don't think at the time, whether it was what its classification was, whether it was classified as secret or not, and they released it to a for-profit group. And, I mean, wouldn't... There's, there's two things that the... There's two things that the New York Times should have done when Mellon brought that video to them of the UFOs. They either should have released it publicly and said, you know, we're a newspaper, this is what we do. Or they should have contacted somebody in government, maybe their local representative or senator, and said, listen, this is what happened. We want to bring you into this as our representative and tell us what to do. And turn that material over to the proper government authority. Uh, releasing it to a for-profit company, in my opinion, is not an option. It says, uh, Many of you reading this probably already know the UFO topic has been and is being completely legitimized within the mainstream. The subject is no longer taboo, and institutions like the Pentagon, Central Intelligence Agency, and multiple governments around the world have admitted that these objects are real. Not only that, but collectively... They've released millions of pages of previously classified documents detailing the reality of the phenomenon. Now think about that. Suddenly, they've all found the Lord. Yep, all of them. The Pentagon, the CIA, the government. Yep. Yep, they've all found religion, baby. They're changing their evil ways. They're going to be transparent. And they're going to admit that UFOs exist. But you know what they're not doing? They didn't, re they didn't release those documents on the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. I told Trump to go pound sand. They didn't release a lot of documents that, they, that he told them to release. They told him to go pound sand. They're keeping secrets from World War One, man. They're keeping they're keeping secrets of UFO sightings in Russia from 1970 for crying out loud. No, they did not find religion. They did not suddenly wake up one morning and say, "Wow, these things are so obvious. We have to start reporting them." No, this is called a pivot. They're changing the way they react to the news because they want the sheep to follow them. Greer's got a point, man. They're not doing this because they want to inform you. They're doing this because they want to control you. Okay? Ted Bundy didn't get those girls in that van because he wanted to take them to a movie. Okay? He wanted to torture them to death and kill them. He's a full-blown psychopath. Now, maybe these guys aren't all psychopathic, but a lot of them, they're sociopathic, and they do have this need for control. Maybe they're not going to pick you up and throw you in a van and take you somewhere and strangle you to death. But they're not going to give you a ride home after you leave the bar, okay? They're going to let you walk. These people don't really care about us that much. We saw this happen with this whole COVID nonsense. Wear a mask. Take the mask off. You can go to this place, but you can't go to that place. COVID only comes out after 10 o'clock. These people are about control and their need to control. They didn't suddenly wake up and have an epiphany that they needed to be honest about the UFO phenomenon. That's not how it works. Now, the article goes on a little bit here further. I'm not going to read through it. But the whole point of this person, and this is what, how a lot of people view this, is, well, how could, the entire, how could the entire media conspire against the American people and be, and be in bed with the deep state? Well, the entire media is a few hundred people. The entire media that counts is a few hundred people. Okay? It's not like a vast left-wing conspiracy. It's just a lot of people that are on the same page doing the same thing, man. That's all it is. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. It doesn't take a vast conspiracy 
for these guys to engage in false disclosure, okay, and telling lies. They've been doing it for so long it comes natural to them, okay? Wink, wink, nod, nod. And as I go through this article, the more I read it, the more I just see the same talking points over and over again, you know. Go back to sleep, sheep. We'll let you know when something important shows up. The fact is, Greer's got some things he says out there that seem a little bit hard to believe. He claims he was offered $2 billion to go over to the dark side. Maybe. Who knows? He claims that they can call in UFOs. He's got some kind of app that they can use. And they said that they went down there to Florida someplace, him and a bunch of guys. And they got together and did this little powwow thing. And the UFOs showed up. Pretty weird. I know. I've heard of this sort of thing before, though. We kind of call it the observer effect, you know, where sometimes it seems like when people go out looking for UFOs, UFOs show up. The thing that scares me about that the most, though, is are they UFOs? Or are, all, or, or are they these interdimensional things that even Greer describes as monsters? I don't know. Very strange. But I will say the interview was riveting. Uh, they packed a lot of information into a very short time. Apparently he's going to do this webinar thing for several hours on Sunday. Uh, probably would be worth a look. I could have a bunch of guests on there and stuff. But overall, I liked his approach. I liked the way that he broke the subject down. He, he treated it in a you know, a pretty scientific manner. And then when you juxtapose Greer's arguments and his opinions against the typical newspaper uh, writer who just kind of goes along with the, you know, the, the, the general perception of things and that government is overall good and that the media is good, you see two very distinct approaches. One by a retired medical doctor, very quantitatively. He measures things. He looks at things. He considers the facts. And maybe you agree with the guy. Maybe you don't. Maybe he's a little flamboyant. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But he brings up some good points. And he, t he does attempt to at least break down the phenomena into three distinct categories. ET, ID, and our stuff. And then you compare that to uh, your typical hack from a newspaper. Who doesn't see anything wrong with a former government um, officer clandestinely turning over uh, UFO videos to a mainstream newspaper, one of the biggest in the country, and then for that paper to give that stuff to a for-profit corporation. They see no conflict of interest in that, when even a 10-year-old even a kid should be able to see a conflict of interest there. They approach everything qualitative. If you ask a question, you're a conspiracy theorist. If you uh, say, hey, how can this paper mask keep out a virus? You're a conspiracy theorist. That's the first thing that the person with the sociopathic personality type will do is they will attack the person questioning their behaviors. They don't want to explain their behavior, okay? They want to continue in their behavior. That should be a warning for you. If you can't have a simple disagreement over something, if you ask a simple question, like we do about the UFO phenomenon, and we're attacked for that, well, that should let you know where that person stands at. And sometimes you're just better off, I suppose, not to even try to reason with those kind of people. But in the meantime, go to the site, ufowarning.com. You can link there to this interview between Dr. Greer and Alex Jones. Fascinating stuff. Take a look, see what you think, and you can look at some of the other articles that we have posted there. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.